podcast talking dust till dawn i'm your host kayla hi i'm sydney i'm also here (laughs) i am kate and i'm ellie and we are four friends and we're all in our 20s and we like talking about nothing all of the time and the quote of the week is one day at a time (laughs) one one meal at a time (laughs) courtesy of one of my residents at the old folks home (laughs) i guess been feeling this week i mean anything interesting you up to anything cool um, honestly, no. It's been a pretty boring week. Um, I have a, I've been doing a lot of homework, which sucks. I hate huh. homework. But I will say going to Barnes & Noble tonight was a high. That was very fun. We got <laughs> many love... books, and that got the record. Yeah. Speaking of, um, today's episode is going to be very cool. We're going to be talking about the new record, uh, Guts, by Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that, too, a little bit. we got to get rid of our... All of our words first. <laughs> we have to get all our jiggles out. Yeah. Is that what's called? Jiggles? Jiggles. Our jiggles? Giggles? G- giggles? Giggles. Our wiggles. Wiggles! That's what I did. Okay, I got all our jiggles out? What the heck? I tried to start, like, we tried to start this podcast several times, but I kept on messing up. Walking. So. <laughs> yeah, she kept saying, welcome to walking. Walking to walk? Walking to walk? And then they kept on making fun of me for it, so. Yeah, they were bullies. Do we want to jump right into song of the week? What's our, what's oh, the yeah. song you can't turn off, guys? Okay. Girls? I can do, I can start on mine. Okay, My song of the week uh, has been Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius, the record. Yeah. I've been uh, trading off a lot between Boy Genius and some other bands, especially because that freaking live action collab that came out of nowhere at the yes. Unreal and Earth concert, they just came on stage and it was like Yeah, Boy insane. Genius just joined Hozier on stage. Two of my favorite my like new artists. It was so good. He's been inviting a lot of people. Yeah, just like to and just it's interesting, it. yeah. I don't know if they've come to on. yeah. I don't know if they've come to the concert and be like, oh hey, you're here, come hey, sing. Yeah, you might as well or, <laughs> come up and sing or what? Yeah, but not strong enough by Boy Genius. Very good. It, I'm sure most of you have heard the sound bite. Yeah. At least the one that goes into like the pre-chorus. Very yeah, good. I love Boy Genius. They're coming out with a new EP. They just announced. that's insane because yeah. they just came out with the record like at the beginning of summer. Yeah, it's I can't crazy. believe it. Um, my song of. Was that a phone call or was that just music? <laughs> it was Hozier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wonder what your song of the week is going to be. Is it not even Hozier? No. <laughs> I just accidentally hit it while uh, I was like scrolling was that, through. Wait, was that unknown? Yeah, the beginning. I'm, I'm you obsessed. You seriously knew that from one, one? <laughs> Two notes? <laughs> it's like that, that video. It's like the videos. Have you ever seen the video of the guy who goes around and he's like, I'll give you $5 if you can guess the song based off of just the first note. And he did the Beatles um, come together, uh-huh. and then he do, did do, do, um, he did do. Dancing Queen as well. It was the other one that I saw. I feel like I could get both that. of them were very those. easy, but yeah. I was surprised at the amount of people who did not get come together. Yeah, really? That's shocking. It's that one of like, the most I feel like iconic beginning riffs ever. One of the most so. iconic, and I feel like it's one of their more popular songs as well. Like, yeah. I would get it if it was maybe like 
like Maxwell's hammer, <laughs> like Penny Lane or something Penny ridiculous. Lane or, yeah, like some some one of their most random, not very popular songs, like <laughs> like Blackbird or Come Together or Yesterday or Hey Jude. Yeah, like those yeah. are like you should know that by the first yeah, note. I, you know. Have you guys seen the old Navy Beatles T-shirt that they just put some like Beatles lyrics on a T-shirt, but it was no. very clear that they didn't have like multiple people okay it because the lyrics on the shirt was come together right now over me <laughs> people are like who cleared this who did this is okay um okay so my song of the week is Maisie Peters we went and saw her in concert I forced them all to come it was one of those concerts I do this a lot where I say hey guys um this is an artist that is coming to Utah um I got us tickets so we're going we're going um but yeah Maisie Peters is huge she's an artist from the UK she is she's opened for Ed Sheeran mostly because she's actually she works on his record label. She signed to his record label. Um, but the song that for some reason I just can't get out of my head is John Hughes movie. I love John Hughes movie. I love it. It's just iconic. Like I also just think that that's such a cool concept for a song that she's like, hey, I really love like Sixteen Candles. I really love like all these. All, like Breakfast Club, all these iconic 80s movies. Day off. Yeah, Ferris Bueller's yeah. Day Off, John Hughes movies, and she's like, I, I don't know. Do she could have said life's anything. not like that. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she yeah. could have said like any, like, life isn't like a movie, but no, she's saying specifically it's not like a John Hughes movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The, and the course, yeah, the course has just been And that's so crazy, crazy to think about that she wrote that song when she was like 18 yeah. or something like that. She's like, I genuinely <laughs> believe that Maisie Peters, like, is going to be, like, Sabrina Carpenter, like, like I think she's gonna really, really be like mm. a Taylor Swift icon one day. Mm. Interesting. But, yeah, that's that's my song of the week. Uh, mine's kind of funny. Um, I mean, you, yeah, you had a, like a video game. <laughs> well, this one's <laughs> this one's the Don't Forget rock <gasps> version. Don't Forget by Demi Lovato. Yeah, the reason I the only reason I've been listening to it is because of the high notes that she hits at the end. Just, I just, I can't get over it. I think it's so, I don't know, she's amazing. And, I mean, I feel like it sounds, like, mostly the same, like, the original. You know, but I just, I love the riffs that she does at the end, and it just, I love it. That's what makes it so good. Like, her her new album, Revamped, where she just took all of her old music and just made it rock. The best, the best thing about it is she took all these songs that were already so good, and she was like, I'm going to one-up myself. <laughs> and I'm going to do even more hard riffs, even more, like, ridiculous notes. Whistle tones. Yeah, whistle so tones. I'm assuming you like her revamped old stuff better than Ariana Grande, Ariana Grande oh. revamping yours oh, truly. <laughs> yes. No, I'm sorry. I'm a big Ariana Grande fan. It's very controversial for me right now because she's in a lot she's of... She's a homewrecker. She's a homewrecker. <laughs> Which... Yeah, it's, it's really hard for me. I've been an Ariana Grande fan since, like, 2014. I went to the Sweetener World Tour. Like, I'm a huge Ariana stan. But she came out with the 10th anniversary of her first album, Yours Truly. I didn't like it. It was bad. I did. I think the recording quality was trashy. I genuinely, like, I, I mean this wholeheartedly, it sounds like she recorded on an iPhone. <laughs> like, I think our mics have better quality than what she recorded that album That's on. That's rough. It is bad. And I and I love Ariana. I think she's the most talented singer probably today. But 
Yeah. No, I no. One hundred percent. Demi Lovato's revamped is better than the tenth anniversary of Ariana, which is saying something by me. <laughs> which is, it's, it's a controversial opinion, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's your song? I, I've again just been listening to my audiobook most of the time, mm-hmm. uh, but a song that I was listening to this week that I was like, this is a banger, mm-hmm. is Adele's Rolling in the Deep. Oh! <laughs> and Set Fire to the Rain. So and Set Fire to the Rain. I have those two just in my playlist, and anytime they come on, they just like, I have to scream them at the top of my lungs every time. Giving me junior I high do, vibes. I do think Literally it's funny. Elementary school. What's the last album that she just came out with? Is it 30 or? I think it's 30. I don't I can never remember what number she does. Age. But she, so, <laughs> I don't know why they did this, but every place that sells vinyl records, for some reason, printed out, I think, I want to get the number right. Two billion Adele records, <laughs> <laughs> and she's it's, great. Like that album it's is great. So accessible. But they, I, I feel like they keep printing out more. Like we saw, so we just went to Barnes and Noble before we did this. We got had to pick up some books, and we always like to look at the the records and stuff. Yeah. They still have like a surplus of oh, Adele thirty. So much. They have so I think, many still. I think they must have like over ordered the album. But it's like they because keep because ordering. it was yeah. like. It was a huge release. It was like her first song in like almost ten years. Yeah, like her was, first album when that came bit. out. Like it was, was huge for her to be it. releasing this album. Like it was post divorce. Everyone was freaking out, <laughs> thinking it was going to be so amazing, and it is an amazing album. Yeah. But I don't think that they needed to order as many no. as they, they did. So I think they over. Copies. I think they oversold and over printed and pressed these and vinyls. it's like they're still yeah. ordering more in like i they must be selling them to Someone's somebody because i them. yeah i guess i feel like everywhere i, I go it. i have 30 by it's now. very good but I like my mother you can't if <laughs> you can find if you go into a place with records you will find adele 30 yeah. we Super. it was kind of funny when we went to barnes and noble all of us got vampire books for some reason <laughs> except <laughs> for kate who bought weathering episode. heights yeah. I'm trying to start like my classics collection. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got um, like a like a three bind of the Vampire Chronicles that I talked about last week. Yeah, Sydney bought uh, Dracula. Yeah, I bought Dracula, like the classic, you know, Barnes and Noble like classic look. Like they're really books. pretty covers. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, those really pretty covers. I got Dracula, which has been on my to buys for a while. It's very good. I had to read it for Victorian literature. I think you'll like it. I really like it. I I look. I've read it like way back. When it was free on the Kindle. <laughs> like, what, 2010? I don't know. But Maybe. I also bought the book, um, My Roommate is a Vampire. It's, uh, it's, it's a romance. It combines two of her favorite things yes, ever. It's, it's a romance novel, and it's a vampire novel. And she had us beforehand all oh, read the... T- <laughs> yes. I can't wait for everyone to hear that. That was adorable. Sydney had all of us, before she bought it, read the back of the book, and also leave through some of the pages to make sure uh, there wasn't, like, egregious orgy heavy-handed smut yes we talked about this last <laughs> there was time. there was a little bit more there was a little bit of smut in it but it wasn't like no. it was as long as it doesn't time. look like it's gonna be like <laughs> oh my gosh i can't read this i'm embarrassed we opened the book that she got beforehand that she had to return because it was so filthy and just from the one page 
<laughs> and that was like in the middle. <laughs> we were like, um, yes. Is it Court but of the Vampire? What? Court of the, the Vampire Court of the Queen. Vampire Queen. Yeah. Court of the Vampire Queen. I also, when we were there, when we were looking at the records, I got a collection of um, Hans Zimmer music on vinyl. I think, which I think that funny. cool. I, 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 I listen awesome. to a lot of like classical, like soundtrack and interstellar. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I was saying I would die for the 2005 Pride and Prejudice soundtrack on vinyl. Ooh. If anyone can find that. If anyone can find that, please, please let me know where it is and how much because I would kill to have that. That's a that's a probably a classical music I listen to probably most often. Like that album is like when you just need like a, a good homework music or a good yeah word yeah. Music well, and it's like it's so beautiful and I love soundtrack music. I mean, Kayla can also uh, any of us can attest to this. Yeah. Like. Some soundtracks are just so beautifully orchestrated yeah. that I just, like, I God. can't not. It's on my um, Dark Academia playlist that I turn <laughs> on when I'm, like, reading or studying or something, and it comes it's, on, and I just, different. I love it it's so funny. much. Uh, one time in class, we were, I think it was, like, going over Spotify Wrapped or something, and uh-huh. all of the people, we were reading it out, and they're like, I listen to Kid Cudi. My Spotify Wrapped is Taylor Swift. Mine is this. And I had played this song, like, over and over and over and over uh-huh. again, uh, just, like, when I was write, like writing papers or studying or something. Mm-hmm. I would just put it on for, like, hours at a time with, like, rain sounds in the background, and it's, like, this really pretentious, like, French song. <laughs> <laughs> And I wrote it down like it's my Spotify laptop song is uh, "J'étais la soirée des mots," and they were like, "Shut up!" They were like, "Absolutely, that's horror. such a pretty song." Like, though. It's so good. You and know I was, what it is? Yeah, I, you know what you it would is. You know what too. it is. If I played it. Okay. What is it? You know what J'étais it is. La you would know it if you oh, played it. Oh, I do. That's from TikTok. I mean, it came out it like 2008. Oh, yes. That's I Yeah. You should. So, we also, Halloween is coming up, which we will do a whole Halloween episode oh, soon. Yeah. But I do want to say, wow. this is, <laughs> I thought this was funny. We all carpooled together here. Uh, me, Kayla, and Kate did. And I just got a package in the mail that I was very excited to try on. I was like, I have time to try it on before they come over here. So I put on this dress, including a pannier. And <laughs> you came. might have to explain what a pannier is. Oh, it's like a it's like a like a hip hoop skirt. It's like some people don't know what that is. <laughs> some people might mistake that for a different thing that sounds like pannier. Pannier. It's like it's like a hip hoop skirt, like just for your <laughs> hips. Yeah. And it was like a full like 17th century gown. So and funny. I answered the door wearing that and they laughed at me. <laughs> no, we didn't. I said, yes. my goodness, it is Elizabeth Swan. Yeah. Oh, is that what you said? Yeah, I, I said, I said Elizabeth I like, Swan. I like peeked my head out of the corner and I was like, give me two minutes to change. And then <laughs> she like <laughs> ran away from I us. I thought Princess That's and the Popper. Yeah. yeah. I was very... Watch that style. Right, anything else we want to talk about before we get into the I think album? We need to jump right in. Okay, so today our big theme is we're going to be talking about Olivia Rodrigo's new album, Guts. And I do have some questions before we get into okay, this. Okay, let's do it. My first question that we'll go through Uh huh. Do you guys think Olivia avoided the sophomore slump with this album? I. I Are definitely you, think so. Do you guys know what the sophomore Kayla, slump is? I think she's unfamiliar with that term. So, <laughs> she's looking at me very <laughs> weird. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, Sophomore slump, a lot of artists have this issue where they come out with their first album and it's amazing. Everyone loves it. They get Grammys. It's fantastic. They're on this huge high. And then they have to make a second album. And 
I feel like it's a pretty normal thing for people to make a second album that isn't as good as their first one. Or people are just like, sorry, your first one's always better. It's always going to be better. And so a lot of people really struggle writing their, their sophomore album because they're like, you know, it's, yeah, it's just a serious issue people go with. No, I, I definitely think that she avoided it. I think that, I think, I think when you write a sophomore album, your goal is to still make music similar to your first album enough that you still have the same fans mm-hmm. and you're able to make them happy, but also like be a little bit different, be a little mm-hmm. bit more out there. And I think she did that. I really think that she, I, I mean, she talks about it. She has, she had an interview um, with New York times where she talked about how she always really loved rock music she says, um, I always wanted to find a way that I could make it feel like me and make it feel feminine and still tell a story and have something to say that's vulnerable and intimate. And I feel like she really did that. I think mm-hmm. that she was like, I love rock music and I'm going to make it like pop punk rock. I will say this is very different than her first album. Very. It's different. It's like cut from the same cloth, but it's the idea behind it is very different. The yeah. style is very different. Do you, Kate and Kayla, think she avoided the sophomore slump? It's okay if you don't think I she think did. that she did. Just from my initial listening, I unfortunately didn't have the time that I wished that I could have devoted to listening to the album before the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just from what I gathered through listening, I, I liked what I heard. Yeah. And I feel like while it definitely, like, leans on what she already created... Mm-hmm. It's new enough and it's fresh enough to stay interesting and be relevant to today than instead of, you know, three years ago when yeah. Sweet Sour came out. Yeah, Sweet yeah. Sour. Sweet Sour. I 100% <laughs> thought her next album was going to be called Sweet or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Sweet or... Well, or spicy, I thought spicy. maybe it would be. Spicy. I thought she was she's just going. Go with it. She's just going through the spice girls. I 100% was like, she's just gonna go. It's like Ed Sheeran with his like plus <laughs> minus yeah. divide yeah. equals. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about Adele, who's all numbers. Yeah, 30, all numbers. 25. I thought 50. she was gonna stick to she, the theme, but well, she yeah, didn't. yeah, she usually does it. Yeah. I mean, she did stick with kind of like a a one-letter word, word. Uh, to yeah. count and make sure that sour is four four letters. My second question is, which one do you prefer? Do you prefer sour, sour or, or guts? guts? So for me, um, when Guts came out, I or not Guts, when Sour came out, I wasn't as big of a fan as mm-hmm. I think um, at least Ellie and Sydney. I yeah. don't know about Kate, but uh, I mean, I thought her songs were good, but I didn't go out of my way to like listen to the album. Yeah. But I really wanted to learn this album, Guts, and so I really fell in love with it. So yeah. for me, this Guts is my favorite just because... I, I think I put in more effort. And I think by the time I heard a lot of Sour songs, they mm-hmm. were very... They like were played overplayed. all over, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just... I, I don't know. When they get on the radio, you can mm-hmm. see it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. I think I'm, I'm in the same boat as Kayla, where I prefer Guts just because I didn't really listen to Sour. I have a couple songs here and there on my on my playlist, like Jealousy, Jealousy. I love that song. Oh, I love Jealousy, Jealousy. I think that's a great one, but... <clears throat> I didn't really listen to any of the other songs other than like the radio hits that would come mm-hmm. on or yeah. play on TikTok. What about you, Ellie? I think for me, as of now, uh-huh. I think I prefer Sour a little bit more just because mm-hmm. I, I loved her musicality 
and, and sour a lot. Yeah. But I do think that Guts has the potential, the more I listen to it, to overtake that spot. Yeah. I feel like this one is one that grows on you and is going to grow I on you for a, a long agree. period of time. Because when Guts came out, at least when one of the singles came out, like I, I fell in love with Vampire the first time I heard it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bad Idea Right came out. And you Sydney sent it to me, and I was like, "It's very different than the other one." And then, but the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, "Like okay, this is I like a it. like a bop your head in the car, like red light and turn it all the way up yeah, kind of song." It's more like a scream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think as of now, Sour is a little bit ahead, but Guts very much so has the potential to overtake that spot. It's hard for me because I I loved Sour. Like that I love Sour too. We, me and Sydney, tried to get tickets to Sour when she came yeah. over. And it was freaking impossible because she came to the smallest theater ever. Yeah. And <laughs> it was terrible. She, yeah, she came to a place that normally, like, really small indie artists go to. Yeah. Like, Which I understand know, why. I mean, like, it was a bigger venue, but it I was, mean, it was still bigger than, really like, small. It's a small no, one. Like, it, it's a, it wasn't. It was a basketball stadium at a college. At a college. Yeah. It's like. Not and I understand her, her rationale. Her, she was kind of like, I have to, I, I need to start small, I yeah. need to earn she had to start the big small. stadiums first, it. which I get. But it but... just sucked because it meant that people it sold out in mm-hmm. way too long. So, I, I, I'm still on the fence about this. I don't know. I, I love, I feel like they're just so different that's hard for they're me. They're very different because, yes. because if I'm if I wake up and I'm in a like sad mood, I'm probably gonna <laughs> listen to Sour. Because yeah. that's where she has her really intense like ballads, yeah, her yeah. heartbreaking like breakup songs. Like, yeah, I'm gonna listen to that if I'm more in a moody kind of mood. But I feel like if I'm if I'm feeling like my grungy rock self, <laughs> I'm probably gonna we, put on guts. We texted this beforehand, but I I think I was the one that said it. That was like guts needs to be a soundtrack of a movie featuring Sarah Michelle Geller. Yes. And, and like so Hillary Duff or something like that. It's like the very angsty it's grungy totally like Y2K. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Freaky Friday. Lindsay Lohan makes Lindsay it. Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Oh, <laughs> they are I also think it's interesting, something I appreciate a lot about her is that she has very set visions for each album. Yeah. I really love it when artists do that, and I know a lot of people don't like that very much, but when they have set ideas and themes for each album, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be as um, thought out as someone like Hosier, who's literally like, this is about Dante's Inferno. Yeah. Uh, but she's very much, this album is about being messy in your 20s. Yeah. Like, making mistakes and being, like, your own worst enemy all the time. Yeah. And self-sabotaging and then having to realize and come back from that. Sour is very much like... I'm a sad teenager. <laughs> and I just got and, broken yeah, up with. Yeah, I got yeah. broken up with. Mm-hmm. And I hate the world for that. And <laughs> it's very, it's very interesting. Well, I, that's why I think also the Eras tour is super popular because each album has its own vibe. Yeah. And its own, like, kind of, I don't know. See, and they say that, but aesthetic. Debut and Fearless aesthetic. are exactly the same thing to me. Who? What? Debut and Fearless no, and Taylor Swift different. are the same thing. No, they're not. I'm going to have a full episode on this. <laughs> they sound the same to me. <laughs> they're very similar. They're similar because they're just the same genre. They're maybe yeah. maybe it could be that. Yeah. I think I think Fearless is kind of a step into the pop yeah. realm of it. I agree. Um, she's got a good combination of both the country roots that you get in debut, as well as like a little bit more of that poppy speak now vibe in a couple of the songs as well. So yeah. I think it's. They do sound very similar, especially, like, debut, Fearless, and Speak Now, like, all in a row. Like, you can see the progression, and you can, like, see where they all come from and how they all kind of sound similar, because Taylor Swift's the one who wrote them, and all of her songs kind of have that vibe to them. 
Um, but like the dichotomy between debut and speak now is insane. You yeah. wouldn't expect. Or like for to example, be. you want to know what came right before folklore? Lover. That well, is that's most, believable to me. That was right after reputation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But. They went from reputation to lover. Like those are intense shift. Like a, a pop lover is so like pop and like lovey dovey and and oh these cute and then folklore. And then Evermore was very similar to yeah. folklore. Yeah, it was, they were different things, but they yeah they were pretty close. And it was getting off of Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, and off, I, I do want to say I do want to I have a little quote of what um, Olivia said during a Zane Lowe interview when she was talking about why the album is called Guts. She said, I had the title for a really long time. I had it actually while I was making Sour. She said, um, I want the next one to be Guts. I had it in my mind, four letter, all caps, just like Sour. I love it. I think it's an interesting word. People use it in so many different contexts, like spill your guts, hate your guts, I think is a really interesting term. It means bravery, but it also means intuition, like listen to your gut. Um, I just think all of these things that coincidentally were things that I've been thinking about in this chapter. So I think that's cool. Yep. Like, I think you can definitely tell that in all of the songs. Like, she... It's kind of like... Sorry. Going back to Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's kind of like Speak Now. <laughs> I, I really want you guys to know that we cannot hang out a single time without Taylor Swift coming up at least twice. Oh, at least seven. At I, least okay, a minimum of two times every time <laughs> we sorry. see each other. She's Are we having a, a full-on like discussion? <laughs> About Taylor Swift. My problem with Speak Now is that she's like 18, 19 years old breaking up a wedding of some guy that she... That's just that one song. <laughs> that's, it's, the, it's the whole album title, though. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Hey, but getting that off of Taylor, getting yeah. off Taylor Swift. Fair enough. He does not deserve that. Okay, getting off Taylor Swift again. I think we should start. Let's go to the first... Yes, we're going to do a little bit of lyric analysis. Let's go to Who the wants first to do track. the first track? I'll do the first. I'll do the first track. So the first track is called "All American." <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna bleep it out or not. We'll find out. If you're listening to this, it could be bleeped. It could not be bleeped. I have, I'm reading, by the way, everything on Genius. If you are like a nerd like me, and you like to like read the lyrics to out al- to songs and albums, and you really want to figure out what everything means, go to Genius. Okay. Okay, so, first one. She says, I'm light as a feather, I'm stiff as a board. I pay attention to things that most people ignore. You're reading it like a Dr. Seuss I love it! (laughs) Um, And I'm alright with the movies that make jokes about senseless cruelty, that's for sure. Okay, I think we can talk about... Yeah, yeah, let's talk about that so far. So, obviously, I think she's being sarcastic. Yeah. Obviously. It, you know, like, kind of... I think she's portraying that she's, like, the perfect mm-hmm. American I'm woman. I'm a feather. I'm, I'm stiff as a board. Like, like, kind of what everyone wants, like, a woman to be. You know yeah. what it kind of reminded me of? Well, actually, I don't know if I can say that. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, uh, the America Ferrera speech on Barbie, where she's like, you have to be... Young, but not too young, but not too old. But yeah. you have to be this, but not this, or this and not that's this. That's totally And it's, it's very on. what's good. It's, yeah, yeah, that's very totally contradictory. Well, I think that's kind of the point of this song is, you know, you have these really beautiful, like, soft, lilting verses. Uh-huh. She's singing in a very soft, I'm no 
things people don't. Yeah. Um, and then you get this really hard chorus where she's like, I'm a perfect doll American. <laughs> yeah, she's like, and then really it cuts, and it's out. like really grunging out because that's that's the whole point is this. And I use this word a lot, but dichotomy. I've already said it like three times today. Uh Um, Is the difference between the two, the verse and the chorus, is like the verse is this is what society expects from me, and this is what they tell me I need to be and what I need to act like for everybody else. And then the chorus is this is who I actually am. Yeah. This Mm -hmm. is who I am, and this is who I'm meant to be, and this is who everybody really is. Yeah. We're messy and. We don't always forgive and forget, and we know that we're young, and we want to act like it, and we do act like that, and we can't resist doing stupid things sometimes because we're stupid 20-year-olds. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I don't have to be this beautiful... I think there's even, like, later in the song, she mentions something about, like, small hips and... Like oh, the perfect American Oh, yeah, hips. the perfect American lips, the perfect American hips. Yeah. yeah. Like... Again, going back into that, yeah, like this is what I'm supposed to be, but I don't always fit into that mold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the next line where she says, "And I built like a mother and a total machine. I feel for your every little issue, and I know just what you mean." This okay, I have something to say about this. Yeah, especially the first line, "I built like a mother and a total machine." It just gives off like. It, it's it reminds me a lot of the phrase like a baby machine. Yeah, or like in in. Young women know this. As soon as you turn 18, you're like, my youth is wasted. I'm not married. I'm worthless. <laughs> At least you're especially, especially where we live. Yeah, especially, especially where 20s. we live. I remember being 17 years old and being like, I don't have a boyfriend. I, I was like, it was like Regency England where I was like, I'm... I'm 17 years old. I have no money and no (laughs) prospects. It was exactly like that. (laughs) I am alone. I am alone. I didn't to my parents. It was exactly (laughs) like that. We're like, like the second. And people even, uh, it goes farther than our little sphere of influence. I was talking to a friend of mine. That's a guy. And he was talking about how he wants to like have a kid, have kids and a family one day. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh well, you know, twenty five is like the ideal age for a woman to be a mother." And I was like, "What? I you think twenty five is the time that you? That this is good? Like, that's so that's unbelievably wild. young." And I get we get these comments all the time. As well, well, Sydney doesn't, but like especially around here, like we live in Utah, so there is mm-hmm. a culture of getting married early, super young. young. So, yes. Yeah. You get that all that like. Why, when are you getting married? Why aren't you having kids? Well, just kids? tell me. I'll tell what you something. Once you're married, it, it is becomes just, when are you having kids? When are you having kids? I post anything on my social media. People think it's a oh baby gosh, reveal. Yeah. No, I just like went to the car wash. Like, <laughs> it's Sydney, not a gender reveal. Sydney, Sydney would. Um, she first of all anytime she's like oh my gosh guys I have news oh my gosh guys I have news she always answers the phone with the preface I'm not pregnant (laughs) I have to Um, but then also when she was um, promoting the podcast on her social medias and she would be like coming soon da 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 like oh what's gonna happen she would always put down at the bottom P.S. I'm not (laughs) pregnant because you do not want to know how many people reach out to me if I don't put that Mm. if I don't put not pregnant, then it, it's kind of like trigger warning. <laughs> not pregnant. Not pregnant. Because if I don't put that, I will get seven messages from aunts and uncles and people I haven't seen in years. And yeah, it's just kind of stupid. Um, she says, I make light 
or yeah, I make light of the darkness. I've got sun in my mother effing pocket, best believe. Yeah, you know me. I, and then it goes into the chorus, Mm -hmm. forgive and I forget. I know my age and I act like it. Got what you can't resist. I'm a perfect all-American. And it sounds like she's about to say, but she goes right back into the verse. (laughs) I also think it's interesting for this chorus, at least, the line, I know my age and I act like it. Yeah. Because the line for knowing, like acting your age or knowing your age for young girls and young women very different than stuff that would you traditionally think when you're when you say act your age to a girl it's very much act older than your age yeah by her saying like act your age and she's i think she's 20 now right she's in her 20s i think she's 20 yeah i think she's 20 um to act your age is at your 20s is to be a little bit messy and a little bit but that goes against of what we're kind of supposed to what we're led to believe how we should act I like that she said that. She's like, I know my age. I'm I'm freaking messy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm going to act like it. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that too. She says, I'm light as a feather. I'm as fresh as the air. Coca-Cola bottles that I only use to curl my hair. I I want to know what you guys think about that. Is that like, kind of like, I don't know, because Coca-Cola is kind of an American thing. Yeah. But like... Not drinking it because it's diet it's, culture to me. Yeah, it's the okay. idea That's behind it. Is the, yeah, you can't. You, you don't drink real sugar. Oh, you have you have a diet coke and a cigarette. Well, and, and I think like, it also kind of also brings that, that in with the beauty standard of the coke bottle curls. Like that's an actual yeah, trend that curls. happened in like even the, the coke bottle shape. If you're a coke bottle like shaped yeah, person, the coke shape. they don't. Oh my gosh, think that's very attractive. You guys are genius. Yeah. And it's like or, it's very American, right? Yeah, it's very Lana Del Rey to me. So so Lana Del Rey. Yeah, like we have we take the coke can or the coke bottles we curl our hair we make our hair look pretty and curled but we don't drink real coke that like, is so cool I, if we want never, the coke we have like we have that. like a ginger ale and a cigarette and we are pretty I and thin and yeah literally um wow that's genius what did you think it was i, I just I, I didn't even realize that she said i only use it to curl my hair i thought she just said i use coca bottles coca-cola bottles i use to curl my hair i didn't, I didn't realize that she said that I only use to curl my hair. That's really cool. (laughs) After that, she says, I got class, I got integrity. Just like a goddamn Kennedy, I swear. (laughs) So American. Um, And with love to spare, I... And then she goes back into the chorus. Forgive and forget, I know my age, I act like it. This time, though, she does say Yeah, this time she does say, um, I got what you can't resist, and I'm a perfect all-American... Perfect all-American lips. And perfect all-American hips. I know my place. I know my place, and this is it. I think a big part of this song is definitely geared toward and, like, has a female audience to mm-hmm. it, you yeah. know? I I can't speak for men in this, but I know as a woman and as a person who was once a young girl, you know, we're always being told our place in this world. And we're yeah. always being told, like, this is where you belong. This is your box. You need to stay in it. This is what is and isn't appropriate for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get out of that box and you do things like you're crazy, you're a, a uh-huh. you know, not a good girl. Yeah. People don't like you. And, and so I, I think I that's like place. a really, really big, big motive and basically the moral of this song is yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be what is expected of you and what other people tell you you are. Because you can be so many different things, 
and you're the only person who can decide like what is your place in this world what do you get to do and what do you not get to do like that is like so perfectly into the bridge because she says I don't get angry when I'm pissed. I'm an eternal optimist. <laughs> I scream on the inside and deal with it like, ah, and then she goes into her little screaming thing. She goes like, I ah, love it. Ah. She's like just screaming like that in the song. I think it's iconic. And I think that that's like, for me, I'm, I am actually just most of the time an optimist, mm-hmm. but I feel like as, yeah, definitely as a woman or just as a person in today's world, you're told to like, hey, just deal with it. Hey, it fake it till you make yeah. it, and you are on the inside screaming. It even, I'm. It even is like, you get told at least like once a year you should smile more. Yeah, you're pretty when you smile. Nobody likes an angry. No one wants an angry girl. Yeah, like the angry woman trope is a thing. And then she says all the time. I'm grateful, I'm grateful all, the time. all the time. I'm sexy and I'm <laughs> kind. I'm pretty when I cry. Which is a Lana Del Rey reference, in my opinion. Might not be to everyone else. <laughs> but Lana Del Rey has a song that's literally called I'm Pretty When I Cry. Mm-hmm. So that I is I think that so is long. also just a theme, especially in uh, Western online culture. Like, do you guys remember in the... Uh, like the the proto era social media. If you mm-hmm. were an ugly crier, mm-hmm. you got like there's literally memes. Kim of, Kardashian, like, oh, Kardashian. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie, okay. Carrie Washington is also like a lot, lot of liquid. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson like oh, lots yeah. of Hudson, like spits. you have to be like a, a pretty crier. Yeah. Otherwise, you have you, to be. You can seen never as have an ugly moment. There's also no. and I think that must be. I yeah. think that must also be like ten times worse as a celebrity, where like every single possible moment is recorded and being reported on, and everyone is constantly watching you. And so, but that you might don't be... have a moment to be human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are so harsh with a lot of celebrities because we put them on such a pedestal that when they mess up, they mess up big, and they lose all good grace with society and. Yeah. Like, you can't not be perfect all the time, or your entire career is going to be ruined over it. Like, you will never step foot in this room again Mm -hmm. (laughs) if Mm -hmm. you step a toe out of line. Yeah. There's also, I'm trying to find the source so I can tell you who said this, Um, but there was this one, I I think she was a feminist writer, but she was talking about how um, women most of the time whether we like it or not there's always a man in our head and that is like I think I've definitely noticed this I'm sure you guys have too like even if you're sitting a certain way even if you're totally alone you have to like sit up straight or we put on makeup even if we don't leave the house that day Mm -hmm. or we like we like wear a a pretty outfit even if we're going to the post office or to Target or like something where like you would just wear basketball shorts Mm -hmm. or like like flip flops in the snow or something yeah but you it's kind of like you're put into a place where you're forced to think how other people would perceive you even if there's no one around yeah so you're kind of forced Mm -hmm. to have that perspective like I've been thinking like it's so strange how women are required to wear makeup like that's the standard but Mm -hmm. men aren't you know and it's like then you get men who will wear makeup and not even yeah. just like full glam makeup but some of them who will do like, like basic color correction eyebrows. or yeah. if you wear everyone should fill in like their that. eyebrows I'm this is my <laughs> official manifesto everyone gets at least 
thirty percent hotter when they fill in their eyebrows. Guys, fill in your eyebrows. You'll thank me later. <laughs> like my it's, husband will not. But he's well, your husband need to. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's yeah. Mexican. He has he's natural not, hair everywhere. Yeah, just that double standard of like, oh, women have to look perfect all the time, and like you mm-hmm. can't never go out without makeup or else they look sick, and people will comment on how yeah. poor they look. But like, <laughs> men can walk around, and not all men. I know yeah. there are a very few and they'll like take a pride in their images and will actually dress well and style their hair and they look amazing and I love a styled man I mean if straight <laughs> men but like treated themselves as if they were gay like come on <laughs> come on you think they're a lot more attractive well yeah. they, they take care of themselves that reminds me of my husband because Derek's always dressed mm-hmm. nice, like, and he he's well groomed. Yeah, he always he always takes he. I mean, my husband has curly hair, like, which is adorable. I love it, his curly <laughs> hair. And he always like when he gets up in the morning, he like wets it down, makes sure it's good. Like he'll he he doesn't really use product, but yeah, but he always he I I only see him in basketball shorts at our house. He always if he's gonna leave and go somewhere, he's wearing khakis and a button up. And he likes to look good. And yeah. it's really attractive when someone is actually putting in effort into themselves. I, I did think it was interesting. We had to do this. I took this class in high school that was, I don't even remember what it was called. It was like like children and families or something like that, where you, mm-hmm. you talked about kids and like labor and delivery and all yeah. this. And the guys in the class, we one time had to do these projects where it was like, fill out this poster of what you think an ideal partner of yours would look like or, or like act like or something yeah. like that. And all of the guys, when they got up there to present, all of their things said, we like girls that take care of themselves. But by that, they didn't mean necessarily like girls that wear makeup or girls that look nice or dress nice. They meant thin, which is very a part of this song. Yikes. Even with like, I don't drink, you wouldn't drink the real sugar Coke. Yeah. You have perfect hips. Yeah, you have like ever. a perfect face. So that often equates... Diet culture is everywhere. Well, and you know, I think it's really ironic that all of the guys in the class basically said, We want a girl who takes care of herself when most of them won't take care of themselves. Some of them are wearing the same thing. I want a woman. Yeah, no. They want a woman that will be their mother and take care of herself and him. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, When was the last time you washed your face? Do you brush your teeth? <laughs> Did you wash your butt when you showered? Oh yeah. Your greasy hair is telling me no. no. <laughs> this is okay. This was the second single. So she came out with Vampire first. Yes. And then she came out with Bad Idea, right? Okay. Here's the lyrics. I haven't heard you from you in a couple of months and I'm out right now and I'm all effed up and you're calling my phone and you're and I'm all alone and I'm sensing some undertone and I'm right here with all my friends but you're sending me your new address and I know we're done I know we're through but god when I look at you my brain goes ah yeah. I, I love how she rhymed that yeah I know. that reminds me a lot okay Taylor Swift, cruel summer, ooh. She rhymes summer with ooh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh-huh. That's not a rhyme. That's a sound. But it works. Yeah, it <laughs> That's works. the same thing here. <laughs> well, I think the highlight up for this um, song for me, um, what we can discuss on, is like the uh-huh. music video. Yeah, the music video is so good. Because I remember watching it, and then someone in the comments said it's almost as if everything it's like when you have a bad feeling about doing something Mm -hmm. and then 
like the symbolism in her music video is everything that is fighting against her to go mm-hmm. see this guy because she knows it's uh, a bad idea. Right. It's a bad idea, and so sh- she's having that conflict, but she's fighting it. Yeah, to go, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I love it. I I love okay. that. I love that in this song. She's like, she's like talking to someone. Like she's like. Mm-hmm. I have, she's talking to her ex. Yeah. She says, I haven't heard from you in a couple months. She's, like, kind of, like, justifying it to her ex. Like, yeah. hey, I'm all left up, like, and gosh, when I look at you, like, she's just, re- I think that's really funny that she's, like, she, she's having to justify it to the person that she's about to. <laughs> and it's also, with. it's part of her being, like, justifying it to herself, like, I know, I know we're done, but, like. I know we're through. I just can't stop anymore. Like, I. It's like justifying it to both him and her. And her. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, I think it comes back to you know what we were talking about about the first track, "All American Bitches." It's being human. Yeah. We we fall in love with people, and those emotions don't just go away overnight. And sometimes we miss that feeling of being wanted and being sometimes loved and weak. cared about, and <laughs> and it's easy to slip back into a place where you're feeling that want. Mm-hmm. And you feel needed in that moment. Yeah. And so, like, even though you know that you're not good with that person and it's a bad idea to go see them, like, just the basic human need of, yeah. of like, that, that connection with somebody often overrides mm-hmm. the sense. Yeah. And then we have the pre-chorus, seeing you tonight, it's a bad idea, right? Seeing you tonight, it's a bad, bad idea, idea, right? right? <laughs> seeing you tonight... It's I like how she goes higher and higher and tits. Seeing you tonight. F it, it's fine. <laughs> I like her connection. Curse. It's fine. Well, fine. you want me to curse? I'll do it. <laughs> Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> yes, I know that he's my ex, but can two people reconnect? I only see him as a friend. The biggest lie I ever said. Okay, stop there. <laughs> I, when I listened to that for the first time, I was like... She is so smart. That is so funny. And, and this, this again, it, she's either back in her head it, when, when I read this chorus. She's either back in her head or she's telling her friends. Yeah. Like, yes, I know that he's my ex, but can't people reconnect? I only see him as a friend. And then it's her, like a her, sidebar, her like head, office. Yeah, the biggest her friends or her, head, or her head is like, <laughs> that's the biggest lie I ever said. <laughs> yeah. You know, like... Yeah. It's a little, like, angel and devil on the yeah. shoulder. <laughs> That's the biggest lie you ever said. Just being a friend with your ex. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one I think is just so funny. Mm-hmm. I just tripped and fell right to his bed. Yeah, <laughs> I just tripped and fell into his bed. It's all justification. So iconic. Well, it. and I think that's, like, something that you hear a lot, too, is, like, that kind of a connection that she's talking about. <laughs> it is it ever... Like, it's, it's, it's not an accident. Happens. It's a conscious decision that yeah. two people need to make to do it. But it feels like and so, like, it could be. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I don't know how to, like, say this without the vulgarity in my head that I hear the, the quote that I'm thinking of. But it's like, you didn't just trip and fall into them. This is a very different scenario, but it also reminds me of... When uh, celebrities cheat on each other, they're like, it was a mistake. It just happened so fast. It was like, an accident. No, you knew what you were doing. Just own up to it and yeah. say it. But, but, it, but you know, when you're, yeah. when you're effed up or you're in a bad space <laughs> of mind, it totally... Yeah, this or if is you're like, just making out. Yeah, this is a very different scenario yeah. than cheating on a significant other. But. Well, and again, it's so human to crave that kind of intimacy mm-hmm. with someone. It's to crave that kind of out of a relationship and alone. And like, yeah, yeah, it's easy. Now I'm getting in the car, wrecking all my plants, and I know I should stop, 
But, but I, I can't. But I can't. <laughs> so I told him. And I told my friends I was asleep, but I never said where or in whose sheets. Okay, stop there. <laughs> this was a huge thing when this song came out. A lot of people were split. When, when we didn't have the actual lyrics out yet, some people thought it said, but I never said where or in... Um, wait, I told my friends I was asleep, but I never said where or in his sheets or whose sheets. Oh, they couldn't figure out which word yeah, it actually was. Yeah, they couldn't figure was. out what it was. But she confirmed that it was whose. Oh, I always thought it was his. Yeah, I didn't say where or in his sheet. Yeah, or in whose, whose sheets. sheets. What, what is it? Is it his? What, what, what does the lyric say? The lyrics say lyrics say it, It's supposed to be whose, but... I, I think it might be a reference sheets. of like, oh, well, I slept in my sheets. I slept in... Yeah, or in his sheets. Who, his sheets. Like, whose sheets? I didn't say yeah, whose. Yeah, I didn't say whose I was sleeping in. I know that that was a big, like, controversy when, when it first came out. People were like, no, it says this. No, it says this. And Olivia was like, it says whose, guys. <laughs> and I pull up to your place on the second floor, and you're standing there smiling at the door. And I'm sure I've seen much hotter men, but I really can't remember them. <laughs> remember when? <laughs> no, I can't, yeah, I really remember, can't remember when. when. I, I think yeah. that's so funny. Because I think um, when you date someone, uh-huh. like, especially... <laughs> Like, I feel like sometimes girls date guys that are Mid. not up to their <laughs> level, but because, like, they give that attention, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Totally. And then you're like, oh, I guess they're cute, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh, wow, well, they like me. like, oh, he okay. treats me. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're talking I'm sure from I've experience. Seen much <laughs> I think you're talking from experience. Yeah. And then it goes back to my brain goes, ah, oh, can't hear my thoughts. Should probably not. Should probably not. Should probably not. And then the back to the pre-chorus, seeing you tonight is a bad idea, right? It's a bad idea, right? It's fine. Yes, I know that he's my ex, but can two people reconnect? Back to the chorus. Yeah. Uh, and then outro just the thoughts. Blah. <laughs> blah. Blah. I do think it's funny throughout the album, she'll have those like lyrics like that where it's like blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, you know? blah, blah. I know, I think that's iconic that she's like, thoughts, blah. <laughs> but, but like, have you never been like writing a song or writing something and you're just like, and I can't think of anything else to say. La-di-da, la-di-da, <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, what's the 21 Pilots song? I wish didn't have to write a chorus saying some better oh. words. Wish I didn't have I to rhyme every, every time I sang. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an iconic word. Honestly, such a slay. Well, that's a bad idea, right? Yeah, that's so, a bad idea, right? I think we're going to stop here. We're going to take a little pause. You've already listened to us talk for about 50 minutes now. <laughs> we spent Jeez. literally 25 minutes on the first song. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Elevator Kid Bitch was a really... That it was a doozy. Really it was song. a dead song. Um, Where did we get to Vampire? Yeah, if, yeah, or, if you want to hear Vampire or my personal favorite, which is Logical. Logical is your favorite. Then, mm. then yeah, tune into the next, next mm. episode. Cause and you'll get to hear us say talk about justice for the song Lacey because I hear some of you saying oh, it's the only skip on the album. Like Lacey. I love You're wrong. Lacey. Yes. You're incorrect when you say it's the only skip on the album. No, it is way good, so stop. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll be right back, I guess. Yes. Listen to the okay. next one. Well, Thank it's you. It's time to go to bed, guys.